It's a god in the state of mind Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time Football kids and movies about crime it's the state of mind. Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. I am one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you? This is episode 26. Can you believe it? 26. What a great day. My birthday. I'm great. Oh, is today your birthday? No, no. This in May, but. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, what the hell? You, we were just talking for a half hour. You didn't mention that. <laughs> I just like 26, you know, like roulette table and everything. It's my number. Sure. Understood. Minus my seven. Da- oh, that's a good one. My that daughter was on one. 26, too. So it's like it kills two roulette birds with one stone when I'm on there. That's perfect. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, Olivia's is 19. So, yeah, you, you you tend to gravitate towards the birth the birthday numbers of your, uh, your loved ones. Right. Um, we're, all, we're all superstitious natives when it comes to this stuff. Even me. We are. Uh, special announcement we do have some uh, just for our listeners this is a listener special we have R. Kelly tickets on sale right now for for anyone who's interested so you know do me a favor just email us at gardenstateofmindcast at gmail.com we will get those right over to you you will not believe our deals that we're offering on these tickets Jeff Wow, it's amazing that we can do this for our listeners I mean I, I love being able to do that I hope this gets edited out after you've been cutting all of my content. Are you kidding me? I, I edit out. It's all my, it's, a, it's it's a payback for our listeners. All my Dudley and 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 Arnold getting molested by Gordon Jump. You know, I left it, I left all that in. Yeah, no, you didn't. I, did I cut it out? Every time oh, I well. talk about pedophilia, you 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 cut it out. Well, this isn't that. This is, R. Kelly's just imprisoning women in his house. I they're they adults. Were, weren't they underage too? No. No. I, well, back I, in the day, back in the day, he did. Um, for some reason, we don't want to put this guy behind bars. You know, I, I don't know what the the problem is. Um, he just continues to exist and do what he was doing, and now he's just said no. He's running like a a. It's like a sex prison out of his house. I but for uh, adults. I barely followed it. I, mean, I kind of don't even know what happened. I don't know, Johnny. My team won a won a big playoff game this week. I'm not. I'm not thinking about R. Kelly. Oh well, I spent <laughs> all week thinking about him. I like, covered every every yeah. second of the story. I'm judging you. I know. I know you are. I could tell. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Google Podcast. Uh, also on Anchor, we're on Spotify, um, so feel free to check us out there. You can also tweet us. Uh, what is it, Jeff? Do you know our, our Twitter handle? Garden S T eight O M I N D. It's obnoxious. It's so re- it's so ridiculous. So apologies if you don't feel like reaching out to us that way. I definitely understand. And then, like I said, our email is gardenstateofmindcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to give us some reviews. We're dying for it. We want to hear what people think about us, even if you hate us. Uh, that would that would maybe be interesting to hear. But we okay. would love some five-star reviews. Yeah, of course. And everyone has our phone number. Just send us a text. That's true, too. Anyone who's listening <laughs> probably knows us. So, yeah, send us a text. Let us know uh, how bad we are or how good we are. 
You might think that. Uh, we do have mail this week, Jeff. Oh. Okay. We do. Yeah, we have an email from Bryce. Um, uh, 26-year-old living in Las Vegas, Nevada. Do you uh, say Nevada or Nevada? It's Nevada. So you say Nevada? You have to say Nevada. Nev- Nevada is like, it's not the way it's supposed to be said. Why? Everyone says Nevada. No, yeah, I know. Everyone's wrong. It's Nevada. At what point does the tide turn where more people are saying Nevada and that becomes the right way to say it? I don't I don't know. Uh, that's a question for bigger minds than ours. Okay. We're not going to solve that on this episode no. <laughs> is what you're trying to say. Okay. Uh, so Bryce wants to know, I am so, he, Bryce says, I am soon to accept a new job position in Philadelphia for the next decade, and I'm looking to live in South Jersey. I'm not super familiar with the area. Any suggestions for this 26-year-old where to live? Number one, I don't know if Bryce is a guy or a girl. I'm not going to get into that. I don't know the, the orientation of that name. But I would say, Jeff, um, Bryce should probably live. I'm thinking Atlantic City. Um, any of the? It's a short commute, right? Any of the Monopoly streets in Atlantic City. I'm not sure how yeah. you feel about that. Baltic. Is that a good rec? Yeah. <laughs> Mediterranean is a sure. good one. Uh, now, did, did was there another 26-year-old named Manny from the Dominican Republic that emailed as well? No. I no. think you – sounds like uh, – how about a Scott from, I'm guessing, L.A. that is representing Bryce? Scott with one T? I, I don't know. Oh. So, uh, no, uh, I don't think so. You, you, you think it's Bryce Harper? I think it is, yeah. That would be amazing. Is Bryce Harper 26? Yeah. Uh, he's going to have the I mean, nicest house on Baltic. <laughs> he can, you know, he can move into that house that uh, that old lady wouldn't sell to Trump. Remember that? You know that house by Trump Plaza? <laughs> yes. It's a little dump underneath Trump Plaza. <laughs> She's like, I'm not fucking moving. <laughs> I think that's perfect. That would be a good spot uh, for him, yeah. It would. Yeah, Bryce. I mean, I, I if this if Bryce Harper's listening to us, man, that'll be amazing. He should listen to us get... instead of all the other Philly sports talks, and he go, he loses his mind. Uh, maybe he's listening to Fourth and John. Uh, I don't listen to them. I I didn't listen to them this week. I listened to them last week. Uh, I try to I try to at least give them ten fifteen minutes of my time. Sometimes I'm just not not super interested. It's a lot of rah rah. A whole yeah. lot of rah rah, which I'm cool with. Like I, sometimes I am, um, but when it's just like it feels where half of the podcast is literally just somebody being really loud and and talking about how great the Eagles are, I don't know that that I lose interest after about a minute and a half. It's like a catality. Yeah, yeah. I went to court Monday morning and I listened to, I guess catality and ninety seven five and it's. Man, it's just, it's just so useless. And, I, you know, I mean, it's easy for us to, to rail against this. We hate it so much. And and I think you brought it up before. Like, whether you hate Cataldi, pretend you love Cataldi. Then, like, but 80% of the show is just the biggest dummies in the area calling in. Like, to, like that's the biggest part is all their <laughs> insane opinions. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he's the ringleader. Now, it, he's the opposite of what you just said. He's horrible, Cataldi. I mean, even oh, though he's yeah. been a 
a, a, a fixture in this area for God. How many years at this point? 30? 35? Um, he's, been, he's been doing it for a long time. But yes, you're right. I think the worst part of those shows on the radio are the, the people that we live amongst <laughs> calling in to like a, talk yeah. about our favorite teams. I didn't make a note of anything that was said. You know, we can all just imagine what was said. It just, just dumb, just, just flat out dumb. I mean, listen. I mean, we're going to get to our Eagles picks, and we're going to sound like the biggest fanboys in the world. I'm sure. At least I will be. Uh, Absolutely. You know, so I'm not above believing in my team, but Jesus God, like, I don't know. Whip one of your brain cells into action and and think about this before you say some just nonsense. Oh, whatever. No, I, you know, what are we going to do? We can't change the, the population. They are yeah. what they are. Uh, we sound like elitist uh, assholes, I know. I know. But it's it's I, really yeah. true. We're not that way. I, I'm not above anyone else. It's just, I, but I also know better than to call into a radio station and broadcast my stupid opinion. Um, I'd rather have my own podcast and do that, which is what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Eagles Bears from last weekend, um, the double doink as everyone's calling double it. Doink. I'm already I'm already annoyed with that. With that, like I guess it's going to be known as the double doink game. I don't know that I love that, but I guess it is fitting with how that game ended. I mean, it's a nice it's a nice little slogan. The problem is, if the Eagles don't beat the Saints, then who cares about the double? Like you see them making the shirts like, yeah, you better sell those shirts this week just to be safe. Like it's like, I'm not walking around with the fourth and 26 shirt. I'll tell you that Johnny, like, you know, <laughs> no, of course not. The, the stuff right. gets, yeah. It gets lost in, you know, in the, in the wilderness after a while. It's a nice fourth and 26 happened yesterday. I saw the anniversary of it. Um, you know, Freddie Mitchell's the highlight of his life. Absolutely. Yeah, he uh and he's still he's still on radio shows. I heard him a lot last year on WIP. And and they would bring up fourth and twenty six, of course, but good for um, him. You know what? He seems like a li- nice enough guy. I mean, he was like really had a quite a high regard for himself as a player. Um, he did. And he really overvalued himself. But other than that, you know, good for him. UCLA or whatever. He's had a nice life, I'm sure. Yeah, in his head he was Antonio Brown yeah. on the field, he was more like Riley Cooper, <laughs> I, I would say. Actually, he probably wasn't no. as good as Riley Cooper. No, he wasn't. I don't. I don't think. Um, but how how fitting, how perfect that the game. And I didn't think about this on that on on Sunday when we were watching the game together. Um, that how perfect that it ended that way. That double doink of the ball hitting two parts of the upright. It only could have been more perfect if it hit a third upright. Right. Um, because of the fog bowl, because we never got any retribution uh, for that ridiculous playoff game back in uh, 85, correct? 88. 88, 88. Um, how fitting. I mean, I remember being so frustrated. I can remember watching the fog bowl, you know, in my parents' house, obviously, and being so frustrated, number one, I could barely see what was going on on the TV. I was so frustrated that they didn't delay that game, that that's how the Bears won, um, was in that stupid fog. And I, I, for me, this felt like retribution for them to be able to, to go in there and double-doink their way to the next round. Over to Bears. Yeah, I think the Eagles were definitely better then. It was a little revenge for Buddy Ryan because he hated Ditka. 
Um, they should have won that game. I didn't think about it at the time. Like it just it, it it hit me last week. Like what? How did they not delay that game? It's kind of insane. Um, but you know, yeah. And you and I had a, we had a rare non fantasy draft meetup. We actually watched the game Sunday at the cousin's house. So that's that was, right. That was nice for us to see each other, and we're gonna do it again this Sunday. Keep the karma going. It's a um, special time of year. Even, uh, you know, double doinks and, um, you know, Minnesota losing and, you know, uh, the, the best part about history and sports and everything, when you look back at anything, it all seems just incomprehensible that events had to line up. Like everything seems like magical, not magical, I, hate to, I don't want to use that word again, but just. Yeah, let's not get just, into that. Just an insane, you know, confluence of events to make things happen, right? And, you know, if, if you're an Eagles hater and you want to say you guys have gotten lucky up and down the line starting last year to this year, I'm, I'm totally fine with that because all I can say is we've had our share of such heartbreak and bullshit that even last year winning the Super Bowl, I thought it was like perfect, like cosmic retribution for us. I still think we're owed more. So we're still owed double. <laughs> We're owed That's double why we're doink. getting double right. doink. Yeah, you know we're, we're we're losing championship games to to the Panthers at home. Like we're not, you know, there's so it, we there's lost to Jake Delhomme, didn't Jake we? Delhomme, yes. There's there's, there's the, the list is so long of shit we've had to eat, and then you know every team in our division has multiple championships, and we're just here like dummies. We deserve every <laughs> double doink. We deserve everything that happens. We deserve it. We deserve so this I, ride. I, no, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, some would argue that there are other cities that deserve it as much as we do. Um, like yeah. take a Buffalo, for example, with with Jim Kelly and and getting there four times and losing four times. Uh, that's just awful. Nah, fuck um, that. I, I, I know. Uh, I know what you're saying. I, I feel the same way. But some would argue that though. And one what, of my, what's the argument one against of my, that? One of my roommates freshman year was from Buffalo, and this guy was easily the biggest dickhead I've ever met in my life. <laughs> he, he was such a such a dick that the Giants Buffalo, the first Bills Super Bowl, I was rooting for the Giants. Like I hated this guy. <laughs> and that's when I came up with my theory of as north as more north you go on the East Coast, the bigger dickhead you are. Because of this one dude from Buffalo. So you don't have any friends from Maine, I'm assuming. Oh, they must be out. Yeah, they must be off the charts. Horrendous. You know what? I actually, I actually like that. Now, look, I mean, I love the East Coast, but I'm not necessarily a fan of like the greater Northeast Coast, right? Well, so I think I'm with you. I like that theory. The further north you go on the East Coast, the bigger the asshole you will encounter. And I like of- that. It, thank you. And think about it, too. Like, we're definitely assholes for sure. But we're not worse than New Yorkers. Those cocksuckers no. are fucking horrible. And then you want to go up to Boston? It's not going oh, down. Forget it. Well, it's, it, it's, it. They're equaling New York or worse. It's a great theory. Right. I agree. I should write a paper. You could write a thesis on that. You should yeah, su- suggest should. that on some college web board. Um, I, I like that one a lot. I really do. Good, good call. Good call Thanks. by you. So, so Eagles Bears. So that was obviously an amazing win. Um, look, I, I I will say this: I I was feeling myself because I I called that victory. You, you know, you were you had so your tail I. between your legs. 
The, excuse me? <laughs> On what episode was that? It was that a lost episode? Well, the one I I listened to, the one that any of our listeners listened to, had you calling like a twenty-seven to six victory for the Bears. I don't know what you're talking about, Johnny. First of all, no one listens to us anyway. So I have a copy of that episode. <laughs> that that will live on in infamy I, for you. All right, I'll tell you what I said: nineteen to six, Bears were going to win. Oh. I also said I'm not betting on the Bears, and I'm taking the Eagles money line, which I did, and then I bet the you Eagles. Did I, bet I was very confused. Long. I was very confused by your whole by your whole sum, summary of, of that. It was you were calling for a 13-point victory by the Bears, but putting all your money on the Birds. Well, it's like I said to you in person as we started our day of Godfather and Sopranos quotes. I said, what is this, the first, <laughs> get, the first bet I ever lost? I could lose a bet. I got the line. It's no big deal for me. Like, what, you know, what, it's not the end of the world for me to lose a bet. I've done it before. So right. I'll, I'll keep the only, throwing a, a losing bet with no problem. Yeah, the only bets I could stand to lose are, I guess, the ones where at least I know I was putting the money on my favorite team. So that I guess I'm I'm all right with that. But I, no, in the end, you came around. You came around. You were you were pro Eagle at well, the start of that game. Well, of course I was, but but here's the thing: the Eagles scored 16 points, like barely, and they should have had more. And you know, um, I, I can't believe. I can't believe that the Bears defensive line wasn't more involved. They kind of were. They, you know, Foles was definitely hurried, but he was only sacked once. Um, but the number one defense in the league, how do you give up a fourth quarter drive to go by to, you know, to lose the lead? It, it's, uh, you know. Uh, you, you play a Doug Peterson uh, coached and Nick Foles led football team. That's how. They, they, yeah. It doesn't matter who they're up against. Apparently, you could put any defense in history. It feels like against them, then they're going to somehow march downfield. I know I'm saying and, something ridiculous, but well, it's it feels you, true. And then on the Golden Tate play, if you noticed, and then I and then I read about it this week, like Tate wasn't exactly sure of his route, and he kind of looked back to the left to see where Foles was going, and then cut to right. the right. I mean, it's amazing. Even they're kind of. And God, you know, how dumb do you feel now? Like Peterson is a really good coach. And yeah, I I mean, what? What? How dumb do I feel? What? For comparing him to Jason Garrett? So yeah. look, at a certain point this year, uh, I was not the only person questioning some of his Peterson's calls. And uh, again, I we gave him what a couple years. I, I was fine with that. Yeah, I I know. I I'm always gonna regret saying that, that comparison <laughs> to Jason Garrett. <laughs> I'll never live that down. But that, um, that's way worse than my Eagles loss prediction. No, it's not. It is not. But, but you know, it there's something. You know, I'm not saying I was 100 percent confident of that. Certainly didn't like his timeout before the play. But you know, <laughs> no. there's, there's such. But but his attitude is such a calming attitude. It, like that's this plays into it for sure. And. And um, uh, here's a question for you. John Gruden, would you rather be, would you, if you're John Gruden right now, do you rather, would you rather have the two first round draft picks or Khalil Mack on your team? I'd rather have the two first round draft picks. Mm -hmm. I think. And, 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 you know, he got hammered. And let's face it, he's got a 10 year contract with an owner that loves him. They don't give a fuck about Oakland. All they care about is getting to Vegas and then having, you know, that young team ready to go in like three years. 
Um, yes. And yeah, I, they're building for the somewhat near future. Yeah. And I, well, listen, I'm not saying Mac is, is a disaster for, after one playoff game, but did we hear his name Sunday? Like, I, I, I am. That's, no. That's my, and that's the whole part of my prediction was I thought he would just be such a force all over the place, and he wasn't. Or maybe and he my was, prediction and, was that he would be neutralized, and he was. Yeah, good on you. But um, that was the key. That was the key. They had to keep that line out of Foles' face at least a little bit. Like, Foles is good with getting rid of the ball. But, you know, you got to keep him out of his face a little bit. You can't have him bull rushing him on every play. And uh, the the offensive line played like the way they've been playing the last five weeks, right? That's what they've been doing. They've been protecting him really well. Um, Well, we'll we'll get into this week's game. Um in a little bit, uh, I you know I think it's important that we mark or that we recognize this is the 20th anniversary or what was it earlier this week was the 20th anniversary of the Sopranos, the Sopranos airing. It, you know, uh, actually, uh, other than the game Sunday, um, the, the most fun I had was when Cuz said to said to us that he had uh, he got comp tickets at the casino for a Sopranos night, and it was like. <laughs> Michael Imperioli, Steve Sharippa, and and uh, uh, Big Pussy, yeah. whatever his name is, and, and so <laughs> Vincent Pastore. Vincent Pastore. So we spent the we spent the whole day saying what obscure Sopranos <laughs> character was going to be at this show because I'm like, right. what the fuck do I care? I love uh, listen. I love the Sopranos. I famously on episode uh, one hundred three. Gave Sopranos the number one spot of my all-time TV shows, and you know you kind of you balked a little bit about that, but you know now we're thinking about this week and watching a little episodes here and there, and I, it really is the best show. And but you know uh, we had some we had some I, I I think I had more fun doing that than the game where we come up where we came up with <laughs> all these yeah. characters. We we did reference some good ones. I mean, we were talking about the the guy that was working with Victor Musso, Musto, uh, you know the the Spanish guy that was you know put, putting up the wallpaper. I, I can't remember his name. Um, just Kennedy all those. Heidi. Yeah, Kennedy and Heidi, right? <laughs> exactly. I tell you what. Like I, actually, I if the lo- show. W- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I would love to see the show we created. Kennedy and Heidi, Vic Musto. Uh, you know, Kelly's dad with some power tools. <laughs> yeah, who's the guy that had to borrow all the boxes of ziti from Tony uh, that owned the sporting goods store? Davey. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> you know, uh, his son that, that had to give up his Xterra to uh, Meadow, right? Yep. Didn't he have a Nissan Xterra? You know what Tony been, took that? You know what would have been great? The pawn shop guy that wouldn't accept an Emmy and said if it was an Oscar, he would take it. He would have been good on the show. <laughs> that guy would have been awesome. <laughs> was it? No, is that the guy from Wings um, that was trying to hawk that? Uh, the no, that, trying to, to yeah, get that was, rid of that trophy to pay uh, Christopher. Yeah, that was Tim Daly. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the actual pawn shop owner. The guy from yeah. the pawn shop, right? But I that mean, was the episode. Yeah, but it, it, you know, it got to the point where we were, we were making fun of Cuz so much that I actually, I think I want to see the show now. <laughs> I think we should go down. I, I don't know. Um, it sounds like so. It's like a fa- Frank Sinatra Jr. wannabe is is singing at this thing, and 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, Vincent Pastore, he wasn't even one of my favorite characters. In fact, I think he was one of the worst actors on the show, to be perfectly honest with you. I love Steven Sharippa. I thought he was great. Um, and obviously, Michael Imperioli's amazing. But what are they going to do? Are they, are they sitting there reminiscing? Like, I don't, I don't know that I want that. It's a Goomba fest. Right. It's, it's, it's Gargano on, you know, the, you know, the oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Right. In fact, yeah, I think you have to wear a wife beater and only a wife beater oh. to the show. I would probably wear my Adidas workout pants and a wife, wife beater and a wife, gold, gold chain. Gold chain. Wife beater with gravy stains. Now, do you wear Pumas? Or can I, is it okay if I wear Adidas sneakers also? Uh, that's a really good, wear? good That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe well, I know just, the jacket's got to be velour. Regardless. Maybe you wear, you wear those white slip-on shoes that Paulie loved. He had, <laughs> right. He had, like, he had like 20 pairs of them. Yeah. I'll keep them in Ma's basement. <laughs> Slip them on when I go to the door. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be going. Are you really going to go to that show? I would love it if you would because then you could come back with a review. I, I, I'm thinking I want to go now. Yeah. Because... Well, you and Cuz can head down. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think I might have to. Yeah, he's dying to go. He thought it was the best show of the year. There is a meet and greet, so I can I can dego it up with my. You know, my. I'm assuming we get a picture with everyone. Uh, well, I mean, how much were the tickets? Uh, good question. I will have to look that one up. Ninety nine. I don't know. Ninety nine dollars. <laughs> Are they kidding? I know. That's ridiculous. It's an insane price. I could get you four R. Kelly seats for that right now. <laughs> Man, you're obsessed. No, it's topical. Come on. <laughs> it's all over the news this week, that guy. It's it's more popular than this Sopranos uh, show in Atlantic City. Well, And by the way, Bryce, Bryce can come in. Uh, when Bryce is moving into AC, hopefully... He could pick up some tickets to this Sopranos show <laughs> and uh, pop on over to uh, where? Where's it at? The Hard Rock? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, whatever. It's probably the Borgata. Um, okay. Well, Sopranos. Uh, so 20th anniversary. Uh, you and I were discussing doing a rewatch, and I think that's a good idea for after this <clears throat> season is over. Yeah, I would love to. I think you know, we definitely wanted to. I mean. You know, you used to love TV. I still do. I, <laughs> Shut I, the fuck up. I love The Sopranos. I love, like, all these shows. I loved – I mean, I know what I like. I listen to, like, so many podcasts, and I would love to hear people talk about The Sopranos. There's a few that are out there, but they're all just – you know, they're not – they're, like, straight recaps. They're like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Like, you know, I, I – I don't know what I want to get into, but I really would love to talk about The Sopranos more. They should be talked. It should be talked about all the time. And it I, should be, but I think this is a great year to start doing it on the 20th anniversary. It really I heard, is. Yeah, I heard Bill Simmons talk about it. He's like, you know, because he has an actual rewatchables podcast, and he was talking about rewatching. It's like, God damn it, that was Garden State of Mind's idea. It was. We were going to do it last year. And then I heard, and I listened to this other podcast. Um, where they were talking, you know, they just randomly talked about it and came up with an episode. And they knew, they knew like all the ins and outs of everything that was said. Like we're not alone in the fact that you know, I can quote Sopranos like I can quote Seinfeld if you want me to. And um, 
and they they started talking about oh and they call it gravy from the sopranos and i just had to laugh <laughs> i had to laugh because yeah the whole country plus you thinks it's sauce and uh that made me that made me right. chuckle yeah it's the small pocket of of individuals in this area of the country that use gravy as you know the the term for sauce but we're not going to get into that debate today this is all about the sopranos um I know it's it's kind of a bummer when you think about like a, a Bill Simmons podcast yeah, that that's going to get more listens. I'm pretty sure than than what we're going to get. Yeah. But there's there, there <laughs> I'm just speculating. But there's this whole you know generation probably of young adults who haven't seen The Sopranos and who should be watching it now. You know, they're, it's maybe they're of age where it's just it's an appropriate thing for them to watch or they're they're able to. You know, that's never going to be a dated show in my mind. You know, I could go 20 really? years from now. You could you could watch that. Well, I bought uh, Seppenwall's book this week. He did like a whole retrospective and and they had a they had some they sat down with David Chase. So there was some really good stuff with Chase. I read all the David Chase interviews. Um, I did not get to the recaps. I'm going to I figure if we do rewatch it, I'll I'll read that stuff then. Um, yes, but it's you know. God, there's so much good stuff in that show. And it is, it, and uh, yeah, other than the cell phones, you know, it is kind of timeless. And it's, it's, you know, the good part was always, you know, you know, the Godfather is, is such a, you know, stylized, like just a, you know, the ultimate version of what you would hope it would be. Whereas Sopranos is real life. And, it, you know, and everyone talks about the college episode, but, you know, I've been taking Chloe around the colleges it's an interesting take of, yeah, you're, you're a mob boss and it's Jersey, but right. you know, you still have to do like regular stuff. And then, you know, you bring in the Sopranos did come along with more internet stuff. So like, you know, they knew their dad was a mob boss and it's just, uh, just, just a great concept and just, boy, they pulled it off. It was, uh, you know, cause obviously I love the Godfather just like anybody else. Um, that is classic and good fellas. But I think for me, the the reason I love The Sopranos was that, yeah, I guess it's the the day to day certainly, but it was probably more how you just kind of got into the mind of some of these characters, right? So Tony, Uncle Junior, you know, some of their um, what's the word I'm searching for? Um, oh damn it, not their vulnerabilities, but um, you know, the things that their insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, I think that that was. A lot of what drove them and made them who they were, those characters, was their insecurities and the, and the, just the things that they were worried about. And, you know, no movies really get into that, right? Unless you're talking about Analyze This. You know, yeah. no movies about a, a, about a gangster get into the psyche in, in, behind why they are the way they are. And I think that's what The Sopranos did best. And that's what I loved about it. And just all the backstory with Tony and his mom. It, it was just all, my God, it's all gold. I just love really, that show. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it's and 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 you know, Chase originally didn't want to do a show. He wanted it to be a movie, which would would have been, you know, what a loss it would have been. And uh, he also mentioned too, you know, he's from those areas in central North Jersey. You know, around the country, people think of New Jersey and they think of a shithole because they're thinking of Newark, and they're thinking of New York City. Quite frankly, they're thinking of that that area from Newark to New York City is disgusting, and. 
But you know, he he also. <laughs> but really David, is. yeah, David Chase wanted to mention, wanted to like make a point of. There was always Woods in The Sopranos. Like New Jersey is much more, you know, there's much more to it than Newark, and you get, you know, you get a sense of that. And he was like really conscious of that. Like he grew up there and he played in the woods and stuff. Like he talked about that. And I think it's you know it's true too. Like um, as much you know, as much as we get destroyed with taxes and. You know, it's not easy, yeah. it's not easy to live here. You know, um, you know, it's beautiful. Def- definitely some pride to to being from here, though. Yeah, you have a little bit of everything, right? They hit the shore. They're down in the Pine Barrens. Um, they're you know city locations, um, just regular neighborhoods, wealthy neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods. I mm-hmm. think they they really showcased everything about Jersey. Um, and and a lot of South Jersey looks like a lot of North Jersey, to be honest with you. Um, except for, like you said, Newark, Jersey City. Those, those are some. Uh, some. Uh, I don't love those areas uh, all that much. No, I, I don't know that we have much of that down here in South Jersey. But for the most part, every other location, that's what Jersey's like. You know, from uh, from top to bottom. I thought they did a great job of showcasing the state. It's the Garden State, Johnny Cakes. It is. It's a garden state of mind. Ah. Yeah. Full circle, buddy. So what about the ending? So the ending, yeah, there was a, I mean, it's been a debate since it aired, but there was another article Maureen shared with me about the debate of whether or not Tony died. Um, And, you know, spoiler alert, I guess, if if you haven't watched The Sopranos at this point, good Lord, it's 20 years old. So I'm sorry about that. But yeah, so I mean, my opinion is that he died. I think your opinion is the same, right? He got shot by the guy in a members only jacket? No, it actually, my opinion changed in a day. Oh, uh, why is that? Well, because reading Seppenwall's book, I just, I'm like, yeah, he died. Members only guy. That's the end of the show. But if I'm going to take Chase at his word, um, he. Chase doesn't want to. First of all, he doesn't want to give the answer. But no. you know, it it's it would be easy for him to say, yeah, of course. But the reason that he, I think there's a reason why he doesn't want to say that it was members only guy, and I, I believe the reason is because he didn't. And I think the point is, like I said, I believed he just died the whole time. That that one that one dude that like analyzed it frame by frame five years ago and was convinced of his death. Um, there's, there's things that Chase said in his interviews with Seppenwall where, uh, actually like Chase, one of his ideas was that Tony was going to drive to New York through the Holland tunnel. And that's when it would like go to black, like that he was going to get killed to the, at, at that meeting. And like, oh, and so like they realized that Chase kind of like, like fucked up by saying that and they like pounced on him. And he's like, well, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he died. And then, it, so then it became how he just, he just didn't like that ending. And I think what I really got from Chase was that it was the idea of of Tony getting shot at that diner. Yes, it'd be more likely that a mob guy would get shot in that diner than anyone else that was there. You know, the Cub Scouts and the one guy and the couple and the whoever else. You know, right. we're we're just as likely to get shot. And the point was, it's more about, believe it or not, the don't stop believing. Just kind of just believe in your family. Believe in the good times. That's what I took from it now, reading his comments. 
that's what I took from it years ago. Uh, I didn't always believe that Tony, I thought that Chase was leaving it up to you to decide for yourself, how did you want this to end? And, <clears throat> you know, did, did it mean that he got whacked or just that, and, and they, there were there was a lot of foreshadowing in that season mm-hmm. uh, that led up to that point, right? And even when he was in the boat with uh, with uh, Bacala and Bacala is ta- and they're talking about, hey, you know, maybe you just fade to black, you know, everything just goes away. And then they end the season that way. I mean, they did foreshadow it a little bit, but I I always chose to believe that maybe it was just like you said that don't stop believing. You know, life 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 went on um, even after the show for him. So I don't know. It's a tough I, one. Big Big Mike sent me a link of like a, a this Twitter thing where this guy was talking about how it was the audience that got whacked because the screen went black for us going back to the Bacala moment. Um, yeah, and. I think that's an interesting point, too. And I think, again, my new opinion after reading Chase's comments was that, yeah, there were certainly elements of Chase getting frustrated with the audience. Like, why do you like these people so much? You know, they're bad people. And but I don't believe that Chase wanted to kill the audience necessarily, but. I think it was kind of like a subconscious instinct on his part to do that. Like, I don't think that's even what he believes has happened, but I think he even admitted as such that it was like on a subconscious level. Yeah. Maybe that seeped into it and how it ended like that with the black. Yeah. That's kind of irritating to me that chase would take that, that stance, you know, getting irritated with an audience for growing to love characters. Look, I mean, we all fell in love with Walter White on Breaking Bad, and he turned out to be one of the worst people on earth. Um, you know, when you look at some of the things that he did, you know, letting Jane die, um, what they did with the kid who that that uh, Todd shot in the desert. You know, it was just over and over again. There were reasons that I should hate Walter White, and yet there I was still cheering him on, even after he got his brother-in-law killed. You know, cheering him on even at the very end. And that's what we do. We fall in love with the protagonists of these stories. You know, how can you hold that against us? They well, made them so likable. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I don't think Chase directly did that. First of all, Gandolfini make him, made him so likable, really. He did. Uh, he did. Um, but I don't think, and I don't think, first of all, Tony Soprano was the first anti-hero, really. I mean, I, don't, I can't, can't think of another on TV. But I think... Uh, I don't think it was definitely Chase like being frustrated with the audience so much as like there was um, so Lorraine Coluzzo or whoever remember the mob boss, yeah, the, the New York, so Lady Shylock, yeah, right, right. So that was in a direct response to there was some woman from New York Times that hated one of the seasons where it was like Janice and Bobby and and the ZD and all that stuff. Like she hated it. She wanted more whackings. And so <laughs> that character was a direct response to this writer. So he wrote in a woman because if you remember her character, all she wanted to do was whack everybody. And yes. like that was a direct response to her. I mean, it's in the it's in Seppenwall's book. I mean, he admitted it. So it's hilarious. So I don't think necessarily Chase was mad at the audience, but there was enough idiots like the New York Times person to say, I, I can never thought that I, I, I 
even at the time, and I watched, I think I watched it live from season one. I mean, it wasn't about just all the whackings. I mean, that was part of it, but it wasn't, it wasn't the traditional mob show. No. Um, I mean, and even look, we, when we were texting back and forth about white caps, when you were watching that episode, I didn't need anybody to get whacked in that episode. That was a season finale. And to me, it was just as strong as some of your other great season finales on that, on that series. And that was more just about the, the breakup of Tony and Carmela, at least at that point in their, in their lives. And that was one of my favorite episodes. I didn't need people to get whacked all the time on the Sopranos for me to enjoy the show. It no. wasn't what it was all about for me. No, I like I still like, like if you know cousin Sal from Jimmy Kimmel, like he was complaining about the ending again, and and he's a he's a fucking uh, idiot. he's a fucking idiot. Right. He's a you know dumbass. he's a New York New York guy that likes the Cowboys. I mean you know <laughs> end of sentence there, but you know I mean Whitecaps like uh, when when I was watching it this week, so they had the they had the you know they were replaying it on HBO, and I caught some bunch of episodes in like my hotel room. Like Whitecaps, like uh, uh, we don't, we're not worthy to watch that. Just the acting, like we don't deserve to I see know. that. I know. It's it's, it's, e- it's Edie Falco was oh. just unreal in that episode. She really was. It, and and Gandolfini, yeah, a genius. Amazing. It's amazing. And actually, yeah. on a side note, um, uh, Bill Simmons, they did a rewatch of The Godfather. And they got into, you know, Oscars and stuff. And I never thought of it until this week when I heard it. But how does Pacino not win for Godfather 2? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know if he was nominated. But it turns out that, like, it, I think for Godfather 1, he was he was nominated for supporting, I think. But it, the story was he was annoyed with the Oscars and didn't show up to Godfather to the Godfather 1 Oscars. And so then they snubbed them for Godfather 2, which is completely just insane. Like I never, you know, we, we always we always talk about, you know, Raging Bull versus Ordinary People and Goodfellas versus Dancing with Wolves as travesties. Yeah. Pacino not winning for two is. What I, won? What won that year? Do you, do you recall? No, it, does, it doesn't even matter. Uh, yeah, I know. Really. What, what is the difference? Um, but I. But you have I, to, you, I love the good. Oh, I'm sorry. God, my God, we sound like stuttering fools. Jesus Christ. You have to read. Uh, what read, were you going to say? Read the chase parts. I'm interested in your take. I wish you had seen the leftovers because I have a I have a leftovers take that works with this. That works with just life in general. Like we can get super deep. Uh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm behind on on the leftovers. I'm behind I, on everything. You are. I just I, I think you know I think Chase is more of a of an artist in that. You know, most artists don't necessarily live in the real world. You know, if you're, <laughs> you have such a charmed life after a while that, you know, they, be- they believe in, I mean, as corny as it is, don't stop believing. I think he, I think he believes in don't stop believing. Like even just the fact that a mobster from New Jersey goes to a therapist and tries to make himself better, whether he's lying to himself or not, um, you know the 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 wife that knows that he's always going to cheat on her, but they still, you know, come together for onion rings. Very sad. You know, uh, sad and uh, just a just a great story about a family and a, not an not an average family. How does um, Carmela measure up to Kay? Who, who's the better mob wife? 
Oh, I hate K. I hate I'm, K. I'm joking, I'm of course. Uh, you yeah. know, that's not even a real question. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have, <laughs> for a second, I thought you were serious. I, God, I hate Diane Keaton <laughs> so much. Like, so. <sighs> I don't hate Diane Keaton. I don't. I didn't enjoy her character in The Godfather. She was such a detraction from everything that I cared about in that story. <laughs> I couldn't stand her. And then she was trying to, you know, uh, keep these kids away from him, and she killed one of his kids. Uh, that was so just irritating. She was just the worst. Kay. Who's, uh, now whose womb was more polluted, Diane Keaton's or Michelle Pfeiffer's? Uh, <laughs> so now we're going into Scarface? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> I would say probably Michelle Pfeiffer's <laughs> would be my guess. There was probably a lot of activities going on down yeah. in uh, in South Beach Let me or ask wherever you, they were. You know, Diane Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, like who likes these skinny bitches? Does anyone really like that? Um, I know. I guess that was like a 80s thing. It's it, 70s and 80s, I, I guess. I guess if you're doing that much coke. Like here – is there any man in the world that would rather bang um, Kate Moss than Kirstie Alley? Like, is that any even a question? Kirstie Alley? Yeah, why not? That That's a odd – you picked an odd choice. I thought you were going to go with someone actually <laughs> hot. Because um, now I'm thinking that maybe I would go Kate Moss. You, you, I don't like that. You, you pick another one. Who, on. who else could you compare it to? Sam Malone, the greatest coxman of our time. Was dying yeah. to get Kirstie Alley. Yeah, why? She was wearing shoulder pads. It's ridiculous. She was I, a hard. He he had he had poor choices when it when it came down to it between Diane, and and then her. Yeah, another skinny bitch. Well, I, I, I you know the Kate Moss. I just don't understand. Like no no one wants to fuck her, right? <laughs> no. The coke addle. Your references. <laughs> These references were god awful. Kate Moss. She was relevant forty years ago. I think she was a model when I was like 18. But uh, why was she ever famous? Um, Because she was with Johnny Depp, oh, if I remember correctly. Back when Johnny Depp was throwing furniture out of uh, hotel windows. <laughs> now what is he doing? How do you get a hotel window open, by the way? Do they open? Not <laughs> do, many, no. Do hotel windows open? So I guess he was, he was staying at – it was probably like some south of France uh, hotel. Where they don't even have windows. Now he's bringing dogs all over the world that are destroying the uh, ecosystem of Australia. Whatever, whatever. Wait, what's he up to? I I lost track of that guy. Yeah, his one of his his current wife. They brought like you know their their uh, purse dogs, their little dogs to Australia, and they weren't allowed or something. And it was a whole thing. Oh, okay. I. Yeah, I'm not up on him. No more TVs. Now it's just dogs and whatever. Johnny Depp. Come on. Wow. I know. We just, I'm going to edit out the last 30 seconds. That was just awful content. Make it 30 minutes. Just it, to be it, safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got any more thoughts on The Sopranos? I mean, I think I, I hinted at it earlier. I didn't hint at it. I said it. We're going to do a rewatch. And I think that'll be a great Johnny. way to kind of. Get through the post football season after another after a second Eagles Super Bowl. I agree. Yeah, I think right? that'll be a, a, a yeah. I think that's a perfect conclusion to the football season. We'll start right back with yeah, the we'll, Sopranos. Right, we'll still do our our regular content. I mean, obviously, there's not going to be any football picks, 
Um, but there, there'll still be some sports talk, right? There's still things going on. We're going to be jumping into March Madness. Um, we'll, we'll have Bryce on the show, definitely. right? We'll have a we'll have, interview we'll have with Bryce, Bryce. Live from AC. Live from uh, uh, Baltic. Yeah, we'll Mediterranean take. <laughs> um, Kate Moss, we could probably bang her at this point, right? Is, does anyone care what she's doing? Maybe we, maybe we should just try it out. I guarantee that we're still not in her class. Huh. Guarantee. All right. She's a multimillionaire. Now, what happened? You're not. You're not. Why? You, why'd you bring her back up? I don't. Uh, all right. Would you? All right. Would you rather fuck Big Fat Vito or Kate Moss? Oh, Kate Moss. I ah, see. You're wrong. What, is that a, right. is that a serious? Is that a serious question? All right. Nick Foles or Kate Moss? It, it, keep naming other men, and I'm going to be choosing Kate Moss. Really? You don't want Nick Foles? His beautiful blonde hair, a nice corn-fed no. Texas boy with his beautiful it big looks like dick. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big dick. I'll do anything for him. Anything. This is uh, my God. I'm going to be. You give me so much work I have to do to edit this podcast this week. I am not sure what sorry you're John. striving for here. I know. I'm just I'm um, thinking out loud. Any any thoughts on the Bachelor? Oh yeah, I have a million thoughts. Are you ready? Our, <laughs> our draft is today. Are you I know the draft starts. I'm I'm not really prepared, but that's okay. It's my first season, my first draft, who's so your, I'm not not all that concerned. Who's your number one draft pick? Do you have one? I don't. I really don't. I kept. I'm. I'm. I took, I took copious I'm notes. It by, uh, yeah, you did. You you took good notes. I don't know that any of it matters. Um, what what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Colton? Well, God, first of all, it's a shame that was like your first show because it was like three hours, and it was it was like two and a half hours of it were just bullshit filler of like parties and just nonsense. Like that's not usually how it is. Usually, it's it's more streamlined. Believe it or, believe it or not, um, but God, the, I did not. I did not in fully enjoy um, that 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 episode. It, I, I liked the episode itself was fine. It was yeah. yeah, like you said, all that filler was. Oh my God, so boring. It was a tough watch. Like we start watching it Monday night. Oh, by the way, if if everyone listened closely last week, I also gave you Clemson as an outright winner. Um. Anyways. But we, yeah, you did. You did. We, and they, my God, they killed them. Yeah, that was nice. But I was, we had Bachelor up on the big screen, but we were, we couldn't get through it. Like I had to go to bed. I, I had a 6 a.m. flight on Tuesday morning and uh, we, we finished it last night actually. But it, it was, you know, as much as it's weird that he's a virgin, there was too much talk about it. Like who gives a shit ultimately? Like it was like endless talk about it. And, um, no, oh, it's so stupid. Um, I, I I mean I guess I get that it's it's a, obviously it's one of the more interesting things because he's not a very interesting guy not not to me I I thought I found him to be very I don't know he was almost like he's saying the things that you know he's all about oh my mom's remember when he when he he took the girl's hand and he said my mom you know this is how we calm down uh, you know we take a deep breath I was like is this guy for real. <laughs> This oh is God. the conversation I'm listening to. <laughs> it's just, I'm telling you, this show is so good because it is the, like they're, they think they're so 
they're so in tune with everything just because there's a TV camera on them. Um, yeah, it was really good. Our, you know, Melinda and I's big takeaway last night when we when we finished it was there was a point where present day Colton came out uh, on the show, and we're, we and we looked at him like, oh wow, this guy's not a virgin anymore. Like you could tell in his eyes, like he had finally gotten laid. Like the the cum, the cum <laughs> had receded. Like it wasn't in his eyes anymore. He wasn't backed up. <laughs> He was drained. Oh, we were we were dying laughing. We're like, oh yeah, he's finally finally got laid. He looks he looks like normal now. Yeah, I'll be um, I'll be interested to see. I wonder what episode that will happen. How many ep- how many episodes are there in this season? Is this a long season? I have to sit through. Is it twenty episodes? Is it like a ten episode thing? It's probably it's at least it's at least two months. Maybe more. Okay. I think it'll get us. All right. So that's like 10, 12 episodes probably then. Yeah, I think that's all it is. Believe me, it's worth it. Every second is worth it. Yeah, I, look, I like I said, I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, that first episode, except for all that filler where they're going back and forth to these dumb parties. Yeah. I, and my God, I mean, talk about a bunch of nobodies. I, every time they flash to a new location... And somebody's holding a microphone, like they're the host of whatever party's going on. And I guess those were you probably know them better than I do. These were all former bachelor contestants, right? Yeah. Uh, they, oh my god, what it's it's like this giant or this uh, tiny culture uh, across the country of people that are just obsessed with the bachelor, and you're a part of it. You and Melinda, <laughs> I am. You know, now you now you weren't attending any parties, any viewing parties, but. We've always we, we've always people... wanted to have one at our house for night one, because oh yeah yeah hashtag Bachelor Nation. Yeah, why didn't you uh, do it this year? Yeah, you know it's like anything else; it never gets together. I know. Yeah, I... Well, it's it's not that easy. It's a Monday night. Yeah, I'm stunned. So I have my notes, and I put stars next to the hot chicks, and and little I have little things. I had three stars next to Laura. The the the. The girl from Dallas in the red dress with the big boobs. I, I'm shocked he sent her home. Shocked. I, yeah. I can't get over it. Johnny. Well, Johnny. I told you, th- those those don't matter that much to him, to the likes of him. All right. Kate Moss or Laura, the hot chick from Dallas? Uh, Laura. <laughs> Laura, of course. Finally, That's so easy. I, I finally got one right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that one you landed. Um, the other ones, the other, the other comparisons were failures. I, I, I don't know. It looks like when I saw the preview for this week with uh, Demi, it's not going to be too good for her. No. And and I thought she was definitely going to be a front runner. But you have to decipher: did did that did that all happen like next week, or is it like in a month? Because she might be a certain. A perfect amount of crazy. So let me look at my notes. She is crazy. Her mom is in prison. Um, <laughs> this is very important to the show, for or at least for our league. You're going to get points. Her mom is in prison? Yeah, her mom's in prison, and she's going to be let out soon. But the mom in prison? Oh, please, dude. You need the you need the damage broads for sure. For, for fantasy yeah, purposes. You, well, you, right, for the different score ways that you can score points. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're, you know, again, you're getting points from when she cries, when she interrupts him talking to another contestant, when, 
you know, uh, when she ta- oh, when when they talk about a dead relative, you get points. Um, <laughs> obviously, when they cry, you get points. Um, but you, know, <laughs> you you want mommy issues, daddy issues, which they all have. They all have daddy issues. I'd be I'd be shocked if any of them has a father. Um, you know, can we talk about the psyche that goes into wanting to be a part of this experience? <laughs> I'm not talking about our experience. I'm talking about their experience. <laughs> you know, wanting to go on and make a complete ass of yourself, maybe only get two minutes of airtime to embarrass yourself for at least for several years. I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't get over some of the behavior on, on the show and how pathetic that you're you're dying for like two minutes of this guy's time. Oh, like yeah. he's the most interesting person on earth. Oh, from night one, they're dying for his time. And they're all right. It's like they never saw a good looking guy before either. Like, oh, my God, his suit and this and that. Like, what? <laughs> the, the guy could be hung like a thimble. Do, do they do they understand that they know nothing about him? Nothing. Right. He is not. We don't know. He is no Nick Foles for sure. No, he, that's right. Nobody is. Um, he, he's no BDC. <laughs> no BDC. We and, don't know that though. But uh, you know, it's a reality culture we're in. So if you go on this show, someday you could be hosting a watch party and being on ABC. And you know, it's a It's all about you know your Instagram you know, your followers there and what you're getting out of that. And, you know, it's all that stuff. So that's part of it. I, I guess so. I just, um, I'm amazed that someone would go on there. Like, a, I think it would be cool to be part of a reality show. Like I, I thought about like, I wonder if, if we had cameras in our house, would people watch what's going on with us right at home? Like, would that be interesting to anyone? <laughs> and I guess I feel like, watching most people would be interesting depending on what's going on, you know, in their lives at that point. For some reason, reality is just interesting. I I don't know why. Um, But I don't think that I could go on a show like The Bachelor and the way that you have to act. Like, do they play all that up? Is it all real? Are they getting some direction on The Bachelor? Yeah, there's producers and they, you know, they'll coach them up, I'm sure, with their – little interviews and let's face it you need you need something you need to put on a sloth costume you need to do something to be you know memorable um at least at least so you can trend for one night on twitter yeah the sloth was attractive um until she started talking yeah i i I thought she wasn't attractive as as i thought like from the side she looked better but then at the rose ceremony i'm like oh yeah that's that's why she's wearing a sloth costume like she wasn't that great looking Okay. All right. Um, I wasn't as tough on her. As Sorry, Johnny. Are. You gotta. Yeah, you gotta get hard. You can't. You know. There's no, let's talk about the the hilarity, by the way, of um, Chris, whatever his name is, the host, just walking that dog around. I just found that to be just that was just so hilarious. Uh, the writers that came up with that concept is just too funny. Why the chick that gave him the dog? Like they say, this is a, this is always a funny part too. When they put their ages up and they're like twenty two, you're like, yeah, right. Um, I know what. But this woman, so she was definitely in her twenties. But why does she look like Joan Rivers? Like with, with her, <laughs> her face, like her lips, her cheekbones. Like how? Why? Why did he do this to themselves, Johnny? I'm sure she's pretty. She she's was... got nice boobs. Like just like let it let, be natural. Yeah. I know she was. She was one of those. It was deceiving. She was pretty and right. not pretty at the same time. I it, I couldn't figure it out. I originally put. Hold on. 
I put hot. Go, go back to your notes. Yeah. Hot boobs gave him a dog. And then I put fake and crazy. And yeah. so the fake was their face. The more I looked at her face, I'm like, it's not hot. It's just, it's just fake. It's just weird looking. Like she, like I said, Joan Rivers. Like, look at JWoww. Have you watched Jersey Shore yet? JWoww and, and Nicole and, and Snooki. Like, I mean, are they even thirty yet? And they're doing all this plastic surgery. Well, uh, what's her name? Kylie? Uh, is it Kylie Jenner? Yeah, Kylie Jenner. I mean, that girl's what twenty one. She has to, and I think she's had plastic surgery. Yeah, nuts. Yes. They changed their faces. I don't understand it. Um, I'm not going to get into that, you know, that that aspect of, of American culture. But these people that have a lot of money and at a young age decide they want to change their looks, I, I can't get it. Especially when they're starting out pretty and attractive. What are you yeah. doing to change yourself at that point? Why? It's a shame. I don't get it. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, culture, I think just gender-wise. I mean, look at look at you and I. We've only gotten handsomer as the time has worn on, like, I think that's <laughs> well, a male thing. Like, it's just, you know, we're lucky that way. That's, you know, we get that's a little... what you hear. Women hate that about men is that they call it distinguished. Yes. You get more distinguished as you get older. And I do find it to be true. <laughs> you know, it's like, if I look at myself, I'm like, I think I'm more attractive than I was in my late twenties. Um, oh, John, but maybe not as like, I, I'm sure that I am. Um, and not only that, you're wiser, you know, it, it's just, I think the whole package gets better, Yes. but then, but then you do hit an age where that package starts to deteriorate quickly. <laughs> we're, we're in the, we're on the nice bubble, the top of the bubble right now. And then eventually that bubble bursts and, and you just put us in an old person's home and, and you don't care about us anymore. Speaking of packages, right? let's get back to Nick Foles. Let's get uh, you know. Uh, let's get into. We're done with the bachelor for this. Are week, we right? okay? We'll, we'll talk more. We'll talk more about it next week. Um, yeah, because we got to talk about the the divisional round uh, this weekend. We got four games. Mm-hmm. We got to make our picks. Got to talk about Big Dick Nick. Mm. Um, yeah, where, where do you want to start? You want you want to finish with the Eagles? Yeah, let's do. Yeah, let's just go to the other games and finish with the Eagles. Hey, by the way, okay. coming to America too. Did you see that yesterday? It's going to be a thing. So uh, they're getting the old gang back, Arsenio and I hope Arsenio and yeah. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy for sure. Hopefully Arsenio, but yeah. God, what a great movie! Eddie Murphy is so fascinating to me um, because he's he seems like a recluse. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, but there's a tremendous amount of content, right? I mean, the guy's done so much over the years, and even you know, I guess the the biggest, the most. His largest role being uh, Donkey, right, in the last, like, 15 years on Shrek. I don't think he's done anything else outside of that. But that guy, he's very interesting to me, Eddie Murphy. I I don't know. I guess it's because I don't know much about him. Yeah, I think it's it's just a genius. And at a certain point, just geniuses just – they're never going to perform or act the way you think they should or would. Yeah. You know, he's he's on a different plane. There's a little bit of crazy in there. Yeah, sure. Also, and sadly, it's just genius. like you know. Yeah, I'm sure on, on some level he's like, you know, my best stuff really ended in 1986. Like, <laughs> it, it shouldn't be. A no, he's he's great as Donkey. I love the Shrek movies. Well, yeah, I think he's hilarious in them. Yeah, that's fine. But it's animated. I mean, come on. Oh, I understand. 
but the the content is still good. But yeah, you're right. I mean, look, he's getting paid millions of dollars for that role. Like, if I were him, I'd be thankful for it. Like, can can he make Beverly Hills Cop every year? And just like, if Adam Sandler can do his nonsense every year, why doesn't Eddie Murphy? Like, if Eddie Murphy did a Beverly Hills Cop every year, we we would have at least like just five minutes of bliss of being something's being so funny. At least five minutes out of a two hour movie, wouldn't we? Now, would Judge Reinhold be doing? These um, yeah, bring movies as well. John Aston, the whole crew. Yeah, is John Aston still around? I hope so. You know, Brigitte Nielsen was in Beverly Hills Cop Three. Yeah. Well, did you know that? I, I did know it. Why wouldn't I? Oh, three. <laughs> Hold on, Took... three. Actually, I don't think I've ever or, saw... or two. Yeah, two. It was a two. Yeah, it was two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, two. I I, I love Beverly Beverly Hills Cop. I would. I don't know that I need twenty of them, um, like like you're referencing well, you know, one coming out every year. But. but instead of doing nothing or doing nutty professors or Norbits or something, like just give us this, give us forty eight hours every every other year. Now forty eight hours. Now you're talking. Yeah. Now that's a movie I could I could see. I wish those guys would get together every year. All right, Billy Bear's son. Nick, Nick. He's got to be alive and pissed off. <laughs> He's on a reservation somewhere. Oh, wow, Johnny. <laughs> well, he is. Am I wrong? Probably not. Oh, I think I'm correct about that. All right, we have to get into the games. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. What do we got? Um, today at 435, and today is Saturday for uh, for our podcast listeners, uh, 435 we got the Colts in Kansas City. Kansas City at this point in time is laying five and a half. Um, what do you like? Um, okay. I, I, I like the Colts and, and I think it's as simple as I, I like, I mean, we, everyone loves Patrick Mahomes and I don't, as last week went on as the weekend unfolded and especially when we got to the Chargers Ravens game, you know, I was, and first of all, I was basically right on everything. I knew the Colts were better than the Texans, right? What was the ne- what was the yes, next game? I both did. I knew Dallas was better in Seattle, and despite the ending, they were they were better in Seattle. Um, I knew the Chargers were better than the Ravens, and the Eagles. Well, you know, we'll, we can discuss later. But so I felt really good about everything last week, and and as the weekend wore on, and we got to Sunday, and I'm like, okay, now I can't wait to bet against uh, Lamar Jackson. A rookie quarterback. As I watched Trubisky, I'm like, okay, I can't wait for this now. And I said to you and everyone, I said, <laughs> and I'm I'm including Patrick Mahomes in this discussion. Now, we we've said that we think that, you know, Mahomes is Reed proof. You know that you know Andy Reed won't be able to fuck him up today. And you know we think I definitely know he's better than Trubisky and Jackson. That's not even a question. It's still his first playoff start, and. And listen, we're traumatized by Andy Reid. I, I'm more than happy to be proven wrong today and the Chiefs destroy them. And if you follow along this whole season, even the line makes you think that five and a half, if the Chiefs are killing everybody, why isn't this line 10? Wouldn't most people say, yeah, I'll give 10? It's the Chiefs. They're, all they do is kill everybody. Um, I like a lot of Marlon Mack today. I like uh, Andrew Luck. 
I'm going to say he's at this point, he's even a better quarterback than Mahomes. Mahomes has to prove it today. When Mahomes and Reed prove that they can win a playoff game today, then I'm all in. I'll, I might even ride them through the Super Bowl. But they have to prove it to me today. And I got the Colts winning 27-26. Whoa. Okay, so hold on. So you're picking an, an outright Colts victory yeah. today in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. We're, we're obviously scarred from so many years of Andy. And look, I'm not complaining about Reed. Um, he, he was a good coach. Uh, he led the Eagles to many victories, just not many championship victories, and certainly no Super Bowl victories. So, yes, we are scarred. I don't believe that all of those losses were on his shoulders. Um, it wasn't his fault that McNabb couldn't complete a drive in the Super Bowl. It wasn't Reed's fault that McNabb uh, couldn't complete passes correctly against the Cardinals in the championship game to get to the Super Bowl. I don't lay it all on Reed's shoulders. I think he had a large task there trying to coach McNabb, who was just a head case. And now he's got this young quarterback who seems to be the opposite of a head case. Doesn't look like anything phases him. Um, and really just goes out there and gets the job done. And he is the MVP. He is the MVP this year, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't care what anybody says. And guess what? The Eagles are going to help prove that this weekend when they dismantle Drew Brees. But we'll get to that game. Um, so back to this this Colts Chiefs. I, I like your side of the bet. I like the Colts getting five and a half. Um, so I'm taking that. But I am picking the Chiefs to win. And I think it's they're gonna they're gonna outscore the Colts obviously uh, to to win the game, but and I don't think it's gonna be by a ton. Uh, but I put them at least like a thirty eight thirty five victory. Okay, and and this and this is where I come with Reed too is number one too. Yeah, I'm more than happy to take the points and happy with that. I mean, I don't really give a shit if the Colts win or not, um, obviously. But I look at. It'll hurt. The, it'll hurt the playoffs if they win. To be honest with you, um, we, I want to see the Chiefs go further. Yeah, but I look at the one, two, the four losses for the Chiefs this year. So two, the first two were on the road. So they lose in New England, forty-three forty, and then they lose at the Rams, fifty-four fifty-one. Um, even today, if we assume a shootout or something close to it in the thirties for each team. Do you trust Reed at the end of that? No matter what the situation is, here's the th- it's not so much. Uh, well, it's not so much. I'm I'm scared of Reed, but I'm I'm actually more scared of Frank Reich. Well, yeah, that's that's my next question. But and I'm not even I'm not even blaming Reed for those two losses, or I'm not even saying he'll fuck something up at the end of it. But it, it's it's too much of a coincidence at this point. I mean, we have 20 years of of this background here, and yeah, you could blame McNabb, you could blame a million things, but at some point. Uh, you know, he has to, like, uh, insulate himself from himself. Like, just, you know, I don't know if what lead is big enough for the Chiefs. Um, and, <laughs> and not only that, the Chiefs had a huge lead against the Colts, what was that, three years ago that they that they blew in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, look, his his playoff history in Kansas City is not a good one. If I, it's, it's really pathetic. Last year, if I picked the Titans, you would have called me an asshole, right? But the Titans beat the well, Chiefs. Well... I guess I would have, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have understood your, your so, thought process there. But then, obviously, I watched it, and then I would have understood. All right, back to your Frank Reich. 
Reich and Luck versus Mahomes and Reed, who do you got? So, uh, wait, say that Reich quarterback, and, quarterback, and Luck. Quarterback, coach versus quarterback and coach. Well, I, I would have to go with Reich and Luck. Right. Reich won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And Reich is pushing all the right buttons. You're one in five. Uh, this is more than this is a, a mindset now on this team. People, t- people have, uh, have. I saw somebody mention that when Reich went for two, like early in the year, but they lost the game. That's the same. You know, you can, you can, you can uh, liken it to what Peterson did last year. That's telling your team, yeah, we might lose this game. We did lose this game, but I believe in you guys, and that's important. These are dumb football players. They need to think that their coach believes in them, Johnny. No, I mean, look, I, I know I said, whoa, when you picked the calls. I, I guess it's um, thinking about the Chiefs and, and just how dominant they have been for a large part of the season, although they, you know, they lost a few. Um, two of their, but the Colts, you know, when, when you – I'm sorry, go ahead. Two of their losses are in the past three weeks. They lost at home to the Chargers and at Seattle. Um, yeah. Th- yeah. And then they destroyed Oakland last week but or whatever, week 17. I'm just um, – uh, you know, like I said, prove me wrong today and then fine. Then I'll bet you next week. But I'm not doing it now. No, and the Colts are scary. Like you mentioned Marlon Mack. I, I do think that I, I'm guessing Frank Reich's going to try to keep the, the Chiefs offense off the field. So, yeah. like heavy dose of Marlon Mack, you, you know, to. running the ball. Well, and then if it gets into a shootout, they, even the uh, what's his, the running back, Naheem Hines, mm-hmm. coming out of the backfield, you know, he can catch passes. You got T.Y. Hilton. Um, the Eric Ebron, I mean, yeah, the Colts can keep up in a shootout, I think. And they can, you know, the crazy part about the chiefs is they'll score quickly. I don't think the Colts defense is going to be strong enough to hold them back. I think it, in order for the Colts to win, it's got to be a shootout and, and yeah, they'll do their job to keep the chiefs off the field. But look, when the chiefs get back on the field, they're going to score. I, I think I, I don't think the Colts defense is good enough where I believe that they're going to hold hold the, the, the Chiefs back from scoring. I th- no, I think but there will be. There will be non touchdown drives for the Chiefs, I think, you know, I had them 27, 26. I'm thinking this is could be 27, 19, you know, late. I think it could be a bit of a struggle for the Chiefs to score only because, I, I, first of all, they're a bye week team. They're going to have a bad first quarter at the very least, just just because. And then you factor in. No, read off of a buy. Read off of a buy is that's a given that he's going to put up some points. Even in the playoffs, first quarter with a first time quarterback at home. Um, yeah, it's a first time quarterback. It's like a, it's a first time quarterback like no other. We're talking about a guy that's breaking records in his first year. Uh, well, so, like, I get the first-time quarterback narrative, except that it, it, Mahomes is doing stuff that we haven't seen in a really long time out of a guy his age. There's a he's a wild card. Yeah, he is. I, you know, it's it'll it'll be scary when it's you know fourteen nothing Chiefs, sure. Um, but I think yeah, heavy dose of Mac. If you keep them off the field long enough, and if you get lucky with the ends of quarters, the ends of halves. If if the if the Colts can win this win the you know win the toss and defer, and they have a nice long drive at the end of the second, and the you know the Chiefs don't have the ball for like forty five minutes, you know this is this, <laughs> this is important this kind of thing. Um, I like the Colts getting three and a half in the first half. There is 
to your point with the Chiefs, there's a prop for longest touchdown over 45 and a half yards. That could be a good one. That's a great one. Are you kidding me? This is definitely a Tyreek Hill, yeah. you know, sixty-yard touchdown week, um, no doubt. There is a. They're gonna get. They're gonna, And Sorry. Sammy Watkins too. Sammy Watkins is playing. Mm. There's also they got their weapons. Yeah. Um, first touchdown. I went Mac Hilton and Inman for the best odds. Um, there's also a playoff prop for all rush all running backs for the weekend. It's whoever has the most yardage. Mac is plus five fifty. I think he's he's up there. I mean, he my God, plus five fifty. Yep. Who who do they think is going to outrun him? I don't know. Oh, let me guess. It's Zeke and Gurley. I, well, let me tell you something. Gurley's going to have a good week, but it's against the Cowboys' defense. I don't think he's going to put up more yards than Mac. I, I right now I I have I highlighted Mac and Zeke. Zeke is plus two hundred. Um, I think it's either Mac or Elliott that will have the most rushing yards this weekend. I think those are pretty safe bets. Oh, I'm putting some money on Mac. Yeah. I, I love those odds. Plus 550? Good Lord. Good Lord. That's a gift, I think. Yeah, that's that's insane. That is. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's had some strong games, and, and the Chiefs can't stop anybody. No, 26 defense. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in bad shape. All right, well, we got our picks in for that game. Let's move on to the 815 game today. Uh, Cowboys in Los Angeles. Playing the Rams. Rams are laying seven. Wow, what disrespect for a team that dismantled the Saints this year in the in the Dallas Cowboys. Seven points. Yeah. That's telling you something, I'm uh, guessing. It's, it's a wild line. It's it it should be. It's telling me that that's no one no one's using their heads. And they just look at the Rams. When everyone thinks of the Rams, they think of September and October. And now every Every McVeigh disciple is getting hired as coach. Um, meanwhile, I know it's yeah, so funny. It is. Uh, maybe maybe there should be a Doug Peterson tree who's two and zero against McVeigh and has a Super Bowl <laughs> victory. I mean, this McVeigh stuff is just insane at this point. Um, well, right now the the Peterson tree is is uh, yeah Frank Reich is a part of that tree, right? Yeah, yeah. the Peterson tree. Steve Filippo ruins and it, he, but yeah, he does. But you, so um, so starting after the bye week, so so the Rams beat Kansas City, and everyone crowned their ass after that win, that nonsensical fifty four fifty one win. Um, they one of the worst games in NFL history, if you ask me. Although I I enjoyed it, that that's not a game that I want to watch anymore. Uh, I don't want to see nonstop offense. No, and I'm still of the mindset of both of those teams based on that game. I can't see. Either of them really winning a Super Bowl. It's just too insane with that defense. But so after that game, well, when you can't stop anybody, no. Um, yeah. After that game, they have a bye week. They go to Detroit and eke out a win. They look like shit in Detroit. They get destroyed by Chicago, destroyed by the Eagles. Then they're home. <laughs> then they they beat Arizona and San Francisco at home. Uh, that's not showing me anything recently. That. You know, everyone just assumes now that that McVeigh is going to solve it. You you know, we listen to the same podcast. They all think that McVeigh is going to figure out, you know, everything that they're going to do. He's going to come up with schemes and come up with this. Well, is he going to come up with making golf better than he's been for the past month and a half? I don't think so. Talk no, talk about a guy that really has just fallen to pieces in Jared Goff. And my God, is it because he lost his his lover Cooper Cup? 
Yeah. You know, is that what it, what what it was? As soon as Cooper Cup goes out, Jared Goff becomes you know half of the quarterback that he was. But then again, you know, we saw it in the playoffs last year. He wasn't that good. You know, I don't know. I'm not really all that confident in him going up. And I know the Cowboys on the road, they're not the same team as they are in you know at home. Mm-hmm. But their defense should be able to travel a little bit here. Yeah, they they really should. I like their defense. Um, they're going to have plenty of fans there, as everyone has said. Um, get ready for that that McVay face that the Eagles put on him when he's losing when he when they had the fumble on the kickoff return. We're going to see a lot of that face, I think. Um, yeah, I. I don't think that McVeigh is going to be fucking too many sluts after this game. <laughs> or if he is, he's going to be do- he's going to be doing it with an angry face on. It's not going to be a friendly face. Um, he might. So you, I I take it you're going with Dallas. Yes, um, I have Dallas winning twenty three to sixteen. Oh, 23 to sixteen. I don't see a lot of Rams scoring. I, Dallas is a great defense. Um, I just uh, it's a grind it out. I don't I don't get. To me, the Rams being favored minus one twenty at seven, and the first half they're minus one twenty nine, giving three and a half. I, I just don't. I am not. This is another prove it to me. I'm not betting on Goff and McVeigh uh, until they get a playoff win. It's hard to get playoff wins, Johnny. You don't just you don't just wa- walk into the playoffs and start winning. I don't know if anyone's done that. Rookie, basically, you know, McVeigh's a rookie playoff coach. He hasn't won one yet. You know, he could be. The- he hasn't. The, the the only way this game could blow up in our faces is if um, the Rams jump out to an early lead. Because if Dak Prescott has to has to play catch up, forget it. You know, if they do get Goff into a rhythm, and if they're able to do that against this Cowboys defense, and if the Cowboys defense doesn't travel well, if they do the opposite of what I think that 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 they should be doing, then then Dallas is done, and then I'll understand the seven point line, but. You know, something tells me that the Cowboys are going to be able to stop Gurley or they'll be able to limit him. And I think if they can't get Gurley going, that offense isn't going anywhere because the Cowboys literally have no weaknesses on defense. Like there's yeah. just not a spot on their D that, 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 that's, that's, uh, that's soft. They, they can beat you from, from top to bottom. And I think Goff, if they get to Goff, man, forget about it. Yeah, this is another – It's over. another everyone's crowning their ass based on September and October. Um, you got a yeah, you, you got a score? I, yeah, 21-20 Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Um, um a couple um, props here for first touchdown. Cooper is plus 1100, Beasley plus 2200, Jarwin plus 2500, Josh Reynolds plus 1100. I mean, I'm obviously I'm never going to pick like Gurley or, you know, the obvious one. You want to go for a little value there. Yeah, I like the Reynolds. I like the Reynolds one. I'm a little bit scared because they've been running with a lot of two tight end sets, and I feel like if they're going across the middle, it's probably going. It, typically, it would have been going to like Cooper Cup, right? Yeah. And then Josh Reynolds came in, replaced him, and uh, but now it's like Tyler Higby. I think the one tight end. Uh, I forget the other one's name, but it, you know, it, the short passing game seems to be going to the tight ends these days. I feel like my money's just going to be wasted on Reynolds. I'd almost go with a tight end. That's a good. That's um, a good point. What, what's Higby? What's a what's a what's the line on Higby? Is he listed? Let's see. Give me a second. Get the vamp again. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll vamp. I'll vamp. Um, you know, look, this game. This is one of those games where I could be completely surprised, or that I won't be completely surprised if the Rams do come out and play well, uh, because McVeigh is a good coach. 
and they do have a ton of firepower. It's just uh, like they're missing that one piece cup, and for for whatever reason, that just destroyed the entire team. I didn't know that guy was the heartbeat of Los Angeles. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I, I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't want to dog McVeigh, but just the idea of you know he's the end all be all. Win a playoff game. That's all. Win a playoff game, and then I'll give you a chance. You know, next week. Um, oh, everyone's just cra- – he's been crowned already as you know yeah. the greatest thing uh, in the 21st century, and I, I'm not there yet. I like him. I like the guy. Hig- I think he's doing a good job, yeah. but he hasn't won yet. Higby is plus 1,700. Oh, there yeah. you go. That's See, now stuff. that's where you make some money, buddy. Yeah, good stuff. So this is for- first touchdown for the Rams? Yes, the first. Higby's actually has good okay. odds just even uh, – no, just, just to score he is – Plus three twenty-five, but the first or the last touchdown—the first touchdown—that's you know the more most fun one. It is all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put a couple shekels on on Higby to score. Yeah, I, I think am too. that could be where where, like the, where the Cowboys might be soft. Uh, in the, but look, I mean the Cowboys the Cowboys are tough in the red zone, so I don't know if Rams get down there, we might be kicking field goals. Yeah, that's fine with me. So we're two road dogs so far, and I got them. Bo- two road dogs. I had them both winning. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, so I do not. I do not. Um, but I do have the Cowboys winning. I, uh, but I'm on the Chiefs, of course. Okay. Uh, you got one more thought for this game before we move on? No, I could save it for the, the, the I could. I could say it now. Yeah, that this weekend, you know, it's almost crazy to bet against all these home teams. But I, I, I feel like this is a little bit of a different year. I don't know what the stats are against the spread or straight up with, you know, with the one and two seeds. Um, it's probably mostly chalk. But for whatever reason, I just think this is an underdog year because they're not true underdogs. I think all these underdog teams are good. I agree with you, but I think we're about to disagree again okay. as we move into tomorrow's first game. So at 1.05 p.m. tomorrow, mm-hmm. you have, and that's Easter time, of course, you got the Chargers going into New England to play the Patriots. Patriots are laying four. Uh, Over-under looks like 47.5 right now on DraftKings. So uh, what are your thoughts on this game? I, I, I think I, I kind of have a feeling, unless you change your mind since yesterday, but why don't you go ahead and lay it out, lay it out for us? Uh I, I just think the Chargers are a better team top to bottom. Uh, going on the road, I mean, basically all they do is go on the road. So that's that's not a factor anymore. I don't know, you know, th- the fact that they never won in New England and Rivers never beat Brady there in the playoffs. And, you know, we're just going to just say Belichick and Brady will just figure it out. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna roll with the fact that the Eagles ended the dynasty and the Chargers will complete it today. Uh, I have the Chargers winning 22-20, and I think they stymie New England's offense all day. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Belichick can scheme up something to overcome his lack of of, of offensive players. I just don't, I just don't see it. Brady's going to get knocked around. Um, I, you know, again, this is another one of those Seinfeld opposite games. I mean, the the whole world is going to bet New England at home and. And Brady and Belichick and the Chargers are in the cold at, at, at 10 a.m. Pacific time and all that. So I'm just going to go opposite, too. That's part of it. Okay. All right. So you're taking the Chargers getting getting four. 
Um, yeah. Look, I was I was on board with with L.A. Yeah, I think even as of two weeks ago, I mentioned it on the podcast. I thought this could be their year, and now we're here, and the Chargers in the in this divisional round are going into New England. And guess what? There's no way I'm picking the Chargers against New England. <laughs> I, I I don't. Well, let's say this: I'm not picking them outright. Um, I will pick them with the four. Okay. I, I like the Chargers getting four. However, this is yes. I think the Eagles ended the dynasty. However, it's not ended this week. So I think it could be next week where either the Colts. Oh, I would. I would love to see a Colts. I would love to see a Frank Reich. Um, Belichick showdown ne- next weekend, but yeah. I would say it's not going to end with the lowly Chargers, and I say the lowly Chargers because they're just the team that can never get it done. And as much as I like Rivers or his talent, and I like the receivers, I think the receivers are slowing down. I don't think Rivers has looked all that wonderful, although he did go up against like the number two defense or number one defense in the league last last week, wherever you put the Ravens at. Um, as compared to the Bears, they they haven't looked all that great. Like Melvin Gordon doesn't look like Melvin Gordon. No, um, Eckler's there, Justin Jackson there. So you know, I I know they have some a, a good running game, but the the Patriots might have one of the best secondaries in the league. Uh, their cornerbacks are just unreal, and so I think you're going to probably find that Keenan Allen's going to be open a lot uh, underneath. They're going to take care of Mike Williams, and I think if if the Patriots can take Mike Williams out of the game, um, that really is going to limit what Rivers is going to be able to do. Uh, he might be able to get pick up some short yardage, but I just think the Patriots are going to be able to limit the, their passing game, and they're going to run the ball against the, the Chargers. I, I see a lot of uh, Burkhead, a lot of Sony Michelle. James White's going to, you know, I, I think he's always good for at least one touchdown, if not two in the in the postseason so i i like the patriots to win man i do uh, as much as i hate to say it yeah i just i just i just see them struggling to score now looking at their recent scores they haven't scoring a lot of points so i might have my head up my yeah. ass here but and and it's not it's not a it's not like a super hope for me like it, it won't end my world if new england you know wins you know 35 to to 14 um i just i i just don't see. I, I like this Chargers defense a lot, a lot. Their defense is good. Their defense is impressive. I I agree with you there. Um, um, I like that. Uh, I just uh, you know guess what? It's it's gambling, man. I'm uh I'm, maybe I'm taking a gamble here, but I uh, in, in full disclo in uh, full disclosure by the way, I sent you. I was so excited Sunday night after double doink that um I I put in an early bet, which I never do. I never put in football bets before the day of. Which which cost me because in podcast land I pushed with the Cowboys, but in real life I lost with the Cowboys that two and a half. Which you know it's a tough beat. Eey. It's a tough beat. <laughs> yeah, need to talk about it. Um, actually, <laughs> actually very quickly, uh, the 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 Colts game not going over in the first half when they're up. Oh when they're up 40- God, that was my only loss last weekend on our picks from the mm-hmm. podcast. They're up fourteen. That was my only loss. They're up. It's fourteen nothing. Like six minutes left in the first quarter, and that game doesn't go over twenty three and uh, twenty three and a half. I lost my mind at that. I couldn't take it. 
it, 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 it fucking ruined my whole day because I was everything else. I was right. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't. Well, well, that was we screwed that one up. We screwed that get that game up. I, no, we didn't. They did. They did. Well, luck, we should luck, we should have picked the other way. Luck threw an interception in the red zone. Uh, what's his name? Threw one too. Uh, come on, it's not my fault. That, yeah. There's no chance that that shouldn't have been over twenty three and a half. I'm so disgusted by that. Anyway, but and so full disclosure. So I was so excited Sunday night that I decided to do a fourteen parlay, money lines, and I took every underdog. So now I put nine dollars on this bet. So my nine dollars is going to bring back eleven hundred. So I'm not. I'm not that confident in it, but that would be boy. Would that be a fun bet to win? It. it <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, What's your score here? I. I uh, that's a great question. Uh, Twenty-three, twenty-one, Patriots. Okay. I have a uh, Burkhead getting twelve hundred first score. Eckler twelve hundred. Mike Williams eleven. Look, I love Mike Williams, man. He's my favorite receiver on on the Chargers. I mean, I think he's their best receiver. I know Keenan Allen gets all the the targets, but Mike Williams, he's the, he's the big play guy. Um, I think he's their strongest receiver. I would put some money on Mike Williams. Yeah. Unless you have Mike Williams in yeah. fantasy, and then and then Ty Williams scores all the touchdowns in Week 14 or whatever that was. That was fun. Well, that's where the that's where the Chargers can get you. They have a lot a lot of guys like that, or uh, not not so much Ty Williams because he only makes an appearance like once every six games. But like even a Travis Benjamin, a little speedster, um, you know that guy he can put up he can catch touchdowns. I mean they yeah. have they have some weapons, and now they got uh, is Hunter Henry back? He is the tight yeah, end. He's active. Yes. So now they and he was good, man. Before he got hurt, Hunter Henry was good. Was. And guess what, Gate. Gates is still a good tight end in the league, even though I mean he runs slower than a, uh, like a, a Volvo. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy just—he's so slow running across the field, but and yet he's a threat somehow in the red zone. I I can't I can't believe and it. And that other—he is strong. Other tight end had a horrific fumble. Oh my God! Oh, uh, Virgil was that Virgil? I don't remember. Virgil Virgil Green. Uh, I'm not sure. I thought it, I thought. I thought that it was Virgil Green, but whatever. Um, all right, look, let's get to the Eagles Saints. Yeah, Eagles Saints. So, so Eagles headed into New Orleans. Um, right now, the line is New Orleans minus eight. Game starts at four forty p.m. tomorrow. We will be watching this game together as soon as I get to your house after Olivia's basketball game. Uh, where, where do you want to start here with this one? Um, I like that the Eagles played the best defense last week that scared the shit out of me. Um, I liken it to uh, you're in a batter's box and you got the donut on and all the weights and you're, you know, you're swinging that. So then when you get up to the plate, you know, you got a nice easy swing without all that weight on it. So I feel like, you know, the, the Eagles, they're out of the batter's box. They're ready to unleash some offense. Uh, you can't discount the motivation of this team just being champions, um, feeling disrespected, having the score run up against them last time, getting embarrassed last time, uh, and the confidence of the house money, the you know, no one's expecting anything. Uh, I, I obviously I just like the Eagles here. Um, I think the Saints, 
I'm going to focus on the Saints. I'm going to focus on the Dallas game and the Panthers game where the Saints scored 10 and 9. I I don't think that's happening. I have I have the Saints scoring 28, but we're going to stop them just enough. Um, Kamara was quiet this week after all his nonsense all year. Um, you know, Sean Payton is putting out 225,000 in cash on the table and, uh, you know what? Fuck them. They're assholes. <laughs> they're just, they're fucking assholes. You know, they have a one shit. He beat a, a horrible Peyton Manning, you know, throwing, throwing <laughs> interceptions. Yeah. Give me a break with a gimmick. Yeah. Screw onside this. Kick. Who dat, yeah. who dat fan base. Fuck. Uh, they're not owed. They're not owed anything, uh, in my opinion. I could care less about them. And you know what? Thank you, Alvin Kamara, yep. for giving the Eagles the bulletin board material if they even needed any. Thank you for providing it. Guess what? Don't blame us for your pathetic defense allowing Stephon Diggs to leap into the air, <laughs> snatch a ball. Come back down on the field, watch two defenders fall on the ground, and then race off to the end zone. And really one of the most exciting finishes to a game I've ever seen yeah. besides a double doink. Or besides uh, Deshaun Jackson running back a, a punt against the Giants and Tom Coughlin, right? Yeah. You know, those are some of my all-time favorite finishes. Uh, I loved watching Diggs grab that ball and beating the Saints in, in the final seconds of that game. That was not our fault. Don't blame us. You you think, oh, well, we would have played the Eagles. Uh, we would have we would have taken them down in the championship game. No, you, no, wouldn't, you have. wouldn't have. Eagles would have beat. Yeah, Eagles would have beat you last year. They're gonna beat you this year. And I'm I'm calling a 33-24 victory for the Eagles tomorrow. I like that score. They're gonna beat. They're gonna beat the eight point spread. How about that? They're they're gonna lay Ooh. eight and they're gonna beat that on, on the Saints. Love it. How's that sound? Oh, yeah. Kate's, I uh, love look, it. Look, I I know it sounds ridiculous. I know. Look, we're South Jersey guys. We're we're Philly area fans, and it sounds like homerism, but no, it's not. They can beat this team. Uh, they 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 can score at the same pace that the yep. Saints can score, especially on that turf, in in, in that climate, in that environment. They're going to be able to do exactly what the Saints can do. Yes, the Saints have Alvin Kamara. I get that. They have Michael Thomas. I get that. And Breeze has a, a quicker release than Foles, no doubt. Um, but I do think the Eagles' defense is uh, – they're what's really holding this team up right now. And it's not the same defense that the Saints faced uh, so many weeks ago. Yep. And, uh, you know, they're going to be able to keep the Saints at bay just enough to allow Nick uh, to, to put a lead up on the board. Yeah, uh, you know, when unless you're the Redskins just lying down and letting Breeze just win records – uh, Breeze is not, he's not been perfect. He's been, you know, he's been bailed out a little bit going down the stretch here. Yeah. You know, they beat the Rams and whatever, but, um, I just, I agree with you. Here's, here's a couple other props here for the, the weekend receiving yards. Alshon Jeffrey is plus 1400 for most receiving yards, most points Eagles plus 1400. They scored the most points in anyone this weekend. Oh, that's a tough one. You got to beat out the Chiefs and the Colts. That that's tough. And the Saints. Well, it's good odds. It's a long shot. Uh, I mean, I believe they're going to be out the Saints, but the other two. Eh. I got Ertz is twelve hundred first touchdown. Jeffrey plus twelve hundred. Sproles plus fourteen. Your boy Watson plus two thousand. Sproles is plus fourteen hundred. Yeah. 
Matthews plus. Oh my God. This, but this is first touchdown, so it's not just a touchdown. That's true. Uh, let me say something else. You you, you brought up Sproles. Uh, by the way, I remember, and I think we we touched on this when Garcia was playing, uh, w- w- was quarterback for the Eagles against the Saints in the playoffs. And I remember watching Sproles just destroy us. Mm. He was we could not touch the guy. Right, just looked like a little ball with these tiny moving feet, and he was just like spinning downfield. It was almost like watching a pinball. Couldn't touch him. Um, now he's going up against his old team, and he's playing for the Eagles. And guess what? I think he's going to do to the Saints what he did to the Eagles, uh, whatever year that was with, with Garcia. I really do like Sproles to be a big factor in tomorrow's game. I really do. Let's hope instead of instead of you know doing jet sweeps to Sproles, they get him out into you know into the center of the field, right underneath the linebackers, and let's get him. Let's get him going north and south, making some moves in the center of the field. Yeah, I like I like Sproles tomorrow. Have a nice little day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. I. I'm just. You know what? Did you see Jamie Apodi um, on Twitter? She had uh, asked a question of uh, McVeigh, and she asked him about him running up the score, and then he, then he like downplayed it, and there was a complete dick to her about it, and. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't see this. You got to look it up. I never realized what a dick he was before. I kind of always liked it, I guess. You know, but it's you know, it's it's playoff time. Um, but I, I like what Lefko said, where he's bringing out Super Bowl trophies and, and a pile of cash. They are looking ahead to this Super Bowl again. <laughs> again oh, Hazel, calm down. Again, more motivation. Oh, Hazel likes yeah. that. Hazel likes yeah, that call. Does. More motivation for the, for the Eagles. And I think. Um, I just like the idea of when we when they get punched in the mouth, when they see the Eagles score more than seven, when it's you know when it's Eagles fourteen seven in the second quarter, then what are they going to do? You could, where's your pile of cash then? I I gotta tell you, I think that the Eagles do get out to a lead in this game in the first half, and that's where I feel like they're going to be able to control the tempo in this one. And I'm really feeling good about the play calling as of late. Um, oh, yeah, I was a little nervous about the timeout, <laughs> the timeout towards the end of the game last week. Uh, that call I didn't love, but otherwise, I think the play calling's been kind of spot on. I don't know who brought this up. If it was Lombardi or Sims and Lefko about in the you know last year there was a like it was it was Peterson, it was Reich, it was a it was like a real team effort, and I think and Peterson went into the season thinking the same thing would happen, but. You know, Deuce needed to grow into the role a little bit, and now it sounds like Peterson has taken over play calling. So maybe we we were dogging him for third down calls all year. Maybe he wasn't calling them, and now he's kind of taken that over. What it seems like, or what everyone believes, and I think that's uh, I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah, yeah, I heard that, and uh, that's actually interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it, I I think that that may, that probably has a lot to do with why I wanted to kill Doug Peterson in the middle of this season. Right. Um, and, and maybe, you know, it wasn't Doug that was screwing up Wentz's life, um, with, with some of the play calls, you know, maybe that, maybe that's it. Maybe we can't blame Doug EP for that. Um, God, what is Wentz going to do if, if, if Foles wins this game (laughs) tomorrow? I just, I really want to get inside the mind of Carson Wentz at this point in time. I don't, 
looking looking at his backup potentially winning a Super Bowl. I don't. He's fine. He was a second pick in the draft. I'm fine. Yeah, his life's fine. He just married the love of his life this year. Right. He's got. He, a, he just must be so so in bliss. He's got a new puppy, Riggs. Gonna help him hunt. Hey, he's got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, of course right? he does. He's got one. He might have two uh, a month from now. We can't feel we don't we don't feel we can't feel sorry for him until his first playoff loss next year. That's when we feel bad for him. <laughs> not now. Not now. Right. No, let's. Let, we don't have to worry about that yet. He's got plenty of career left. Um. All right. I think we have dissected just about everything in the world. <laughs> we, we're we're at um, an hour and forty three minutes. Plenty of content for our listeners this week. Johnny Cakes, Sean Payton, or Kate Moss. Oh, uh, Kate Moss. Oh, okay, all right. Sean Payton gets my uh, but my boot in his teeth. How about that? <laughs> cheater. Cheater. He's another cheater. <laughs> Bo- bounty hunter overlooker. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of crap. Meanwhile, I- looked at somebody else. I heard it on the radio. Somebody said he looks like he's from Whoville. Sean Payton. He looks like a who. Yeah, I can see that. I, I yeah, agree with that. Yeah, it's true. Fuck him. How, yeah. how dare you? Well, guess what? How dare you attack Jamie We're going to be the Grinch. Yeah, well, Doug Peterson's going to be the Grinch. Come come down the hill. He's going to take all your fucking presents, <laughs> uh, you stupid saints, and we're going to run off with yeah. it. And they can they can watch the Eagles next week as the Eagles play and, the Cowboys. That's where this is all headed. And quarterback versus – That's where this is all quarterback headed. Quarterback versus quarterback. Drew Brees' dick was 10 sizes too small. <laughs> right, it's diminu- diminutive in size, like him. <laughs> his mole's bigger than Not his as, dick, as a, as a put right, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> I don't want to compare either of those. I don't want to look at either of them. He's he's no he's no big dick Nick though. No that way. is guaranteed. No way. Oh, big, beautiful okay. Man. Well, listen, I'll be seeing you tomorrow. Yes. Good luck today. Good luck to our listeners. If you made it this far into the podcast, I'm proud of you. Salud. Please remember to. Yeah, salute. Please remember to uh, rate us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. But everyone enjoy the games this weekend. Jeff, you enjoy the games. Thank you to everyone. Thanks to you. See you, Johnny Cakes. Adios. It's a god of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime. It's a garden state of mind.